Hello everyone. Today we have another good friend of mine, um, Kiki Juli Angkoro. So he is one of the lecturers at Walayla University in Thailand, and he's actually an Indonesian. That's why I said that uh, he's a good friend of mine because he was a student at the same university when we were pursuing our undergraduate degree in English language education and. Uh, We also actually went to the same university for our master's degree in Thailand. And then when I returned to Indonesia to teach uh, in Jogja, Kiki continued to teach at uh, the university in Thailand, Walayla University. So Kiki Juli Angkoro is uh, a lecturer from the School of Languages and General Education. And his primary concern, I think, this is actually one of the questions that I'd like to ask uh, him uh, further. So his main concern, I believe, and main interest is on um, educational technology. So that's actually our primary topic today. So hello, Kiki. <laughs> hello, Mas Igna. How are you? I'm good. How's life going? <laughs> well, it's been all right. Okay, so right now you are in which city in Thailand? I'm in Nakhon Sitamaran. It's in the south of Thailand. Oh, in the south of Thailand, yeah. So how far is it from Pitsanulok? I think like from Pitsanulok is so far, maybe more than 1,000 kilometers. Oh, well, well, that's quite far, yeah? Okay, so uh, Kiki... Can you tell me about your background and interest? What do you teach at Walayla University? Right, so I am an English teacher. I uh, got my bachelor degree uh, from Yogyakarta State University in English language education. But then uh, I pursued master's degree in educational technology and communication. So my bachelor degree is in English language teaching, but my master's degree is in educational technology. However, um, I am an English teacher <laughs> and I've been teaching English for over four years now. But yeah, um, to me, English language teaching is like a house, but the furniture, the walls, the the uh, colors of the wall, everything inside it are influenced by educational technology. So yeah, you can say that the house is English language teaching, but uh, inside it's educational technology. <laughs> I've been teaching general English courses. So uh, it's like English speaking, English reading and writing, English um, for presentation, English for media, things like that. Uh, I've been teaching those courses here at Walayalak University for over four years now. And I've been enjoying my life here. <laughs> that has been quite a journey, uh, Kiki. So... Yes, so I saw f- from your status, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, Instagram status or Facebook, I, I forgot, but you have also been awarded with 
uh, I think I'm not sure about it, but an award in teaching, if I'm not mistaken, teaching excellence or something at Walaila University. Oh yeah. So, well, I think that um, I think, in, in my opinion, okay, I don't want to be narcissistic. <laughs> in my opinion. Um, My background in educational technology has shaped me into a modern uh, instructor, a modern English instructor. Uh, I use a lot of technology tools in my classroom. Mm. That's why I think the students, because the students this day, they love technology tools, right? Maybe that's why they feel familiar and somehow comfortable in my classes. And that's why like, I got really high evaluation scores from the students and then got awarded uh, you know, those things. <laughs> so I think that says so much about you. So, yeah, uh, I believe that we have a lot of things to learn today from uh, Kiki or the students. I think they call you Achan Kiki. Yeah? Achan means uh, teacher <laughs> in, in Thailand. So uh, Kiki... You mentioned about technology as being one of the inf- infrastructures in, in teaching, yeah? I, I couldn't agree uh, more than, uh, you know, adding further, you know, agreement to that. So, so I totally agree with, with what, you, what you said about technology, the role of technology in uh, contributing to teaching, especially uh, during this pandemic. But... Before we discuss about that, we're going to discuss uh, further about the pandemic and how has it impacted uh, perhaps the teaching and learning process in Thailand as well. But before we get to that, uh, what makes you focus your attention primarily on educational technology? Why educational technology? <laughs> so after I graduated like from UNA, At that time, I was looking for a scholarship you know, to study my master's degree. My first plan was actually to uh, study a master's in English language teaching or applied linguistics. Uh, however, <laughs> one thing led to another. I ended up as a master's degree student uh, at an educational technology uh, department here in Thailand that honestly like I, I, I don't really know like why it's, it's not really like I just took it because I had nothing else to do <laughs> and I asked one senior of mine who was taking his master's at that university uh, like whether the English language program was good And he recommended me not to take it. <laughs> And he recommended me to take another major, another, um, another department. So at the time, I was like, oh, okay, which department should I choose? And then I ended up with educational technology. Honestly, at the time, I, I had no idea why. It was, it was between educational technology and English Uh, uh, no, no, not English. Uh, educational technology and educational administration, something. But I just randomly picked educational technology. But it brought, it has brought me 
to the position I am today and it has shifted me to be the instructor I am today. So even though that was not like a real intention, but I think that was the path I was meant to take. <laughs> and that proves to be very relevant, uh, especially after this pandemic, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, that that brought us to the second question, Kiki. So talking about uh, the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, I have uh, quite curiosity about how COVID has affected Thailand in general about you know, the teaching and learning processes. So how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected education in Thailand? How far has technology played a role in the teaching and learning process during the pandemic? All right. So I think uh, I can only say from my experiences, okay? I I don't really read a lot of news, but yeah, I, I can only share my experiences. So in Thailand, I think some of you might have known that At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, in March 2020, we were one of the few countries that were not very badly affected. So I think like after a few months, Thailand's case like reached zero, while other countries like in Southeast Asia were still like at very high uh, infection rates. Uh, however, right now <laughs> we are badly affected. While other countries are like near zero, we are now still above 10,000 cases per day. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm, um, I'm telling you this because like this, these uh, ever-changing situations have also impacted the way we have to teach. Uh, when the pandemic was uh, getting better at the beginning, so we could teach in classrooms again. So I think like in from March to May, we taught online, yes. But after that, I think for a good six months, we taught in classrooms. So we went back to classrooms. And uh, after that, I think the end of the end of last year, from the end of last year to right now, we've been teaching online. Uh, or at least online is like the preferred uh, learning mode. Uh, actually, since last month, we've been doing hybrid, mm -hmm. hybrid learning. I think in Indonesia, you are doing hybrid learning as well, right? Uh, but it only worked for a few weeks, I think like one or two weeks, because the first week, several students and staffs got infected. And that's why a lot of students stopped coming to classrooms and they chose, uh, they changed their learning mode from on-site to online. So most of my classes that I am teaching uh, this term, I teach them online. But yeah, there, there are two classes uh, where there are few students who still go to the classrooms. So what I can say is like, um, it's been, it's, it's not fixed. It's been changing every now and then. Like I, I'm still not sure too, like next term, whether it's going to be online or on-site or hybrid. But I think what I can say is right now, uh, we expect changes. It's like we know that a change is going to come. So, uh, 
I think we are now used to, you know, adapting to changes. <laughs> In a way, we are now better at adapting to, you know, the change and just keep our positive mind, I think. Just be yes. positive. Yeah, that's true. Changes are happening everywhere now. Uh, even though we have, we might have different scenarios, you know, among countries. So, Uh, in Thailand right now, you are conducting mostly online learning, yeah? Yes. Uh, well, that's that's quite different compared to Indonesia because now we are starting to, as you said, we're starting to uh, implement the hybrid learning. But, you know, with the Omicron cases, we're not sure yet about, you know, the things to come. So, yeah, uh, I personally do not know what the future will reveal. Yeah, but let's hope for the best about that. So, Kiki, talking about online learning and technology especially, one of the biggest challenges that we as English uh, language teachers, uh, you know, face during online learning is how to engage our students. So, even me personally, I think that engaging students is one of the you know, biggest problem that I have during online learning. So how do you, how do you cope with that? Uh, what online platforms do you find potential to increase student engagement? All right. So as an educational technology master's graduate, and actually I'm, I am now studying my, uh, my natural degree in the same major, educational technology, uh, I still encounter problems, you know. <laughs> I think like we, especially like the, the first few months of the pandemic, um, because the shift was very sudden, like we were only given like a week, I think, to prepare ourselves. So in the first few weeks of online teaching, um, I think we encountered several problems concerning the students and concerning the instructors, right? So one of the problems with, with the students is their engagement level, which uh, affects their achievement. So uh, because like the engagement level is that important, mm -hmm. we really like try to find ways to solve that problem, even though until right now I'm still encountering that problem, but at least in my opinion, um, there are some ways that we can perform during the online classes. One way that I uh, usually use is utilizing the interactive online response systems. So I think everyone is familiar with Kahoot, yes. I think you have used Kahoot before or quizzes, or Socrative, right? So those are examples, the popular examples of interactive response systems. And I think a lot of teachers have used them before the pandemic, but uh, some still haven't used them like during online classes. But even though, even though I know that there are a lot of my friends in Indonesia who have used them during their online classes, uh, I think using IRS, like that uh, helps improve students' engagement during classes. To me, in addition to, to use uh, Kahoot, Quizzes, Socrative, I use 
interactive slides. So I use this platform called Pear Deck. The one from Google? Yeah, like right now, it is kind of infused with Google Slides. So oh. yeah, you can, it, it, it is an add-on now in Google Slides, so you can add it to your Google Slides. So however, it's kind of, I don't know, it is infused, but kind of separated because uh, they only give you a 30-day free trial for the premium version. Okay. However, if you don't want the premium version, you can still use the free version. We can talk about the differences, I think, later, okay? the free version and the premium version. Um, another tool that I use is Nearpod. So Nearpod is kind of similar to Pear Deck because... It offers the interactive slides as well. Uh, however, the difference between Nearpod and Pear Deck is that in Nearpod, you also have the interactive video features. That means you can create videos with interactive prompts. So you can assign the videos uh, as homework or maybe for students' independent learning. And what's good about it, uh, what is better about it than just, you know, sharing a YouTube video is that students can actually do some activities while watching the videos and the instructors can uh, check whether the students are responding or not. You can give feedback to those students and such. Okay, so these two tools I have been using in my classes, in my online classes, uh, Pear Deck and Nearpod. And these two tools, they come with two versions, the free version and the premium versions. So what's the difference uh, between the free and the premium version? So of course, the free versions are more limited. So in concerning Pear Deck, the free version doesn't allow you to open the teacher dashboard. So with, with the teacher dashboard, you can check students' uh, names. You can check students' names, like the responses, the, your names are right there. So you can see if the students are, if some particular students are responding or not, and you can directly give it back to those students. Uh, the free version cannot do that. However, I think there are some tricks that you can do <laughs> with that. Uh, if you are creative with Pear Deck, I think uh, you can simply ask the students to write their names before responding. So before they give an answer, they just, just write their names first. So I think that's, that's one trick. I think the same as Nearpod. So for Nearpod, the limit is uh on the number of participants so the free version only lets you share your slides or your videos to 50 people 50 individuals but the premium version i think if if not unlimited uh around 200 participants like for one video or one slide if not unlimited i think it's unlimited i, I can i can remember 
Uh, however, even though I've been using these IRS, these online tools, it doesn't mean that my problems have ended, like my problems with online engagement have ended. No, it just kind of improves the engagement, but still like online teaching has been stressful. Um, I think like the first few months we encounter problems with students uh, unwilling to, you know, turn on their cameras, right? And at the time, uh, I, I kind of scolded some students like, oh, please turn on your camera. And like, I, re- I you know, reminded students several times, oh, please turn on your camera. But then I was like, ah, oh, like, it's so tiring. Like, why should I be like reminding students to turn on their cameras all the time? Like, they are adults, yes. So to me, to me, <laughs> I don't care if the students are turning on their cameras or not, especially if it's not a test. So during a test, yes, I, of course, force the students to turn on their cameras, but during lessons, I don't. But my trick is I use IRS. I use my Pear Deck. I use my Nearpod. And I can check, right, if, this, if the students are responding or not. So <laughs> that's, that's like my, my way of like seeing if the student is still there, if the student is like engaged. Because like when I get, when I give a, uh, a prompt on Pear Deck or Nearpod, like they have to respond, right? And students who do not respond to those, I can call their names because I can identify who they are. So, <laughs> and I, uh, however, I, I rarely do that. I rarely do that um, because I think Nearpod and Pear Deck, just like Kahoot and Quizzes, they have these very animated features that the students like you know for Kahoot and quizzes they have music uh, but for Pear Deck and Nearpod they don't really have music but they have the interact other other things they have other things that that are appealing to the students like the, the animations uh, the colors so I think oh, oh yeah and they have they, they offer features like drawing, matching. Oh, yeah. for, the, for the Pear Deck, right? Yes, for, for Pear Deck. And Nearpod. Oh, Nearpod. Well, actually, I think I've, I've tried uh, Pear Deck once, but for Nearpod, it's totally new for me. So is that, is that another add-on for uh, Google Slides, or is that like a, a to- totally... A, Totally another platform that uh, students need to log into, for example, like like a website that provides that kind of IRS. So what is Nearpod? Nearpod is just like Pear Deck. So it is also an add-on in Google Slides. So you can edit there, but you can also go to nearpod.com, just like Pear Deck. So you can access Pear Deck by going to peardeck.com, right? Hmm. So in the, the, the same thing. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And talking about the the screen, you mentioned that you know students often feel reluctant to turn on their webcam, and that happens, uh, you know, to me as well in, in my class. So, yeah, I don't know. Screen has become you know sort of connector. Screen connects us right during the the pandemic, but at the same time, it also becomes a barrier, like. When they, especially when they do not open the webcam. But yeah, I think I think your solution can be an alternative by you know using IRS so that we can make sure that the students are responding. But 
could you could you tell us more about the the internet in in Thailand? Do you have stable connection between one area and the other? I think mostly yes. So the internet here in Thailand is mostly good, and I think at the beginning of the pandemic, the internet was a concern too. Like internet connection was a concern, but the university kind of. Uh, the university gave students free internet cards. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I imagine that you don't have the problem that I usually have in my class because uh, some of the students, when they do not open the webcam, often they make an excuse, you know, by saying that the internet connection is the mm-hmm. is the cost. They cannot they cannot turn on the webcam to. You know, to make sure that the connection is stable. So that's one of the problems that we have here in in Indonesia because some some you know some areas, some cities might not have that uh, stable internet connection. But I think for Kehut, uh, Mirpod, and the others, I think they are quite applicable. Yeah, for most areas in Indonesia. I see. Actually, like here too, you know, like my students, that's why I don't want to get angry at my students because like when I uh, ask them, why are you not turning on your cameras? They're like, oh, teacher, I'm so sorry, bad internet connection. And what can you do? You know, like you cannot, okay, I will send you internet. No, right, you cannot. Or or they will say, oh, teacher, I'm so sorry, my device camera, my device's camera is broken. Like, what can you do? You cannot fix the camera. So to me, like, At, at that time, when that happens, just let it go. Because <laughs> if I like get angry at the students, it will create like a bad atmosphere like in that class. And, um, you know, eventually if the students are afraid during the class, they will not want to participate. Especially like in a speaking task. So to me, I, I, I just try, I just try to avoid uh, getting angry at students during the classes as much as I can. So, Kiki, what qualities or characteristics or features do you think does an online platform need to have in order to be engaging for English learners in this 21st century? Okay. When we are talking about the tools, I think we have to separate the tools first. So, Uh, when teaching online, for example, we need to have an LMS, right? Uh, I think you, you know Google Classroom or Moodle or Facebook and others, yes. And then tool number two is the teleconferencing tool. Like right now we are using Zoom. Some prefer to use WebEx, Google Meet or Microsoft Teams, okay? So when talking about this these two kinds, these two types of tools, LMS and uh, the teleconferencing tools. What is the, the, the good characteristics? I think <laughs> one is um, user-friendly. Like it has to be a tool that doesn't require intensive trainings or If we do need to learn it beforehand, we can access tutorials like on YouTube or other free platforms. So I think number one is user-friendly. Um, number two, 
to me it's important for it to be free you know free of charge like <laughs> uh, i i am broke <laughs> so uh, if it is you know if it's not free then i expect my university to purchase the license before i can use it so <laughs> i think like being free is very important for teachers for the instructors for the professors and uh, number three is a friendly free reliable um, we do not want to use tools that uh, encounter problems or issues often like i think like zoom is a good example of a good platform you know um, when when there was a problem like with zoom they uh, made updates very fast right so they improved their systems very fast i think before we could not do breakout rooms yes like on zoom but right now uh, i think because because there was like some some concerns with oh well, what if we want to have minor meetings in a meeting then they created the breakout rooms and i think microsoft teams also now has breakout rooms yes so i think things like that like if there are problems the platforms are willing to improve the conditions fast mm. i think that's good so different situations might require different platforms in that case yeah so talking about the 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 free free uh you know free of cost i also agree with that one because i think that's uh, what uh, everyone is looking for so yeah that's very important especially during this pandemic and i don't think that you're broke you know working abroad come on <laughs> <laughs> well you know i can always make excuses no, no. Uh, about... <laughs> i don't think so no, i don't think we're so. not buying <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think this is my last question, Kiki. Uh, for English teachers in Indonesia, it can be current English language teachers or maybe future teachers in Indonesia. Uh, what tips would you give to to them to stay relevant in this disruptive era with all its quickening pace of technological change? Do you have any tips? All right, so my tips will be very practical. I'm not really good at words, so <laughs> I'll be very practical. I think to use IRS, Interactive Response Systems, is good. Well, there's been you know, a lot of research about the use of IRS in English language classrooms, and research before or during the pandemic have uh, proven that these tools positively affect learning, positively affect collaboration, engagement levels of the students. So I think like these tools are, uh, are like, what is that? Um, transformers of your classes? They can be the transformers of your classes. They are transformers of my classes. So I think it's very important for you to try them. These tools, these IRS tools are usually user-friendly. And even though there are the premium versions of them, 
they also come uh, with the free versions. So if you do not have money uh, to purchase the license or your schools or universities also like uh, are short of budget, you can still use the free versions. I have been using only the free versions. Mm. So, I mean... <laughs> me too, me too, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you can invest your time in learning how to use these tools. I mean, a lot of tutorials are available on YouTube and other free platforms, right? So you can uh, educate yourself in your free time or maybe... Uh, you can learn from your friends, you know, I think like a lot of your friends might be using these tools and you can learn from them. You can learn from uh, Mas Ikna, for example. <laughs> you can go to him, disturb him uh, uh, at his house and like ask him to teach you how to use these tools. So hopefully to not, me, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> to me, IRS, Interactive Response System, is the way to go. And uh, one more thing. I have to add, um, I've been using Flip Classroom a lot before the pandemic and during the pandemic. I think for English language classes, practice is a major component. Yes. Like for me, because I'm teaching general English courses, I don't teach like linguistic subjects. To me, I only teach general English courses, right? And these courses are practice-based. So, um, if, if, if I do not use Flip Classroom, there is a limited amount of time during my synchronous classes for the students to practice speaking, to practice writing. And for example, in our online classes, I cannot ask every single student to share their screens, like to see their writings. Yes, I cannot ask every single student to speak during my online classes. I cannot do that. If I if I have to also explain, you know, lessons. That's why doing the flip classroom, I think to me is, is really good because you let the students review materials before coming to class and during the class, you can focus more on practice and feedback. However, there has been a lot of concerns with the independent learning phase of flip classroom uh, because some research like uh, mentioned that students procrastinate during their independent learning, you have to find ways to counter that, that counter attack that problem. To me, uh, to encourage students' independent learning, I use IRS again. <laughs> so IRS is the way to go, okay? So I, I use IRS to solve that uh, problem during students' independent learning. Uh, I use Kahoot as homework. I use Quizzes as homework. I use Pear Deck, Nearpod as homework. So like, like what I previously mentioned, Nearpod videos allows uh, the students not only to watch it, but also to respond to some prompts prepared by the teachers, right? So I think that is a good uh, way to self-access the materials and the instructors are also sure that, oh, these students must have learned, uh, must have studied the materials and have learned something from them before coming to class. So during your synchronous class, even though it is on-site or online, you are sure that, oh, I will go with my uh, review, practice, and feedback plan. So your synchronous classes will be uh, more active, you know, will be more active, will be more engaging. It's not going to be lecture-based. Uh, and actually, like, 
it, it makes your life easier too. It makes my life easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with that. So same thing here. I mean, you know, during this pandemic, uh, it's going to be hard if we only have shorter time to have the synchronous meeting, but yet so much material to deliver. So yeah, mm-hmm. flip learning all the way. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah, so I, I think that's the end of this uh, talk. Kiki, thank you very much for your very inspiring uh, sharing with us. And uh, thank you so much for, you know, giving us the insights about educational technology that are uh, very relevant in this era, in this, in this uh, period of difficult time. And uh, we would like to hear more from you perhaps in the future. So uh, I think thank you very much is my, you know, my only words to offer this gratitude to you. Yeah. Thank you for coming to this, to this uh, discussion. Kiki. Right. Thank you very much, Mas Ikna, for inviting me. It's been such an honor. I am not an expert, you know. I am just sharing my experiences, and I am glad that today I can do that. And I hope that these things that I have shared to you, uh, please try to use some of them <laughs> in your class. Thank you. Such humble words from from an expert like you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gigi. <laughs>